Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show brought to you each and every day here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. We can be located on our social media handles for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. And don't forget our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. I am proud to have on the show with us for today a living legend. In the land of Prairie View and the Southwestern Athletic Conference, she is serving as the interim Athletic Director for the Prairie View A&M University Panthers, and that is none other than Coach Alicia Pete. How you doing today, Coach, and welcome to the show. I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. How are you doing this morning? I am doing absolutely great. Look, I'm staying out of Corona's way uh, because of that. <laughs> all is well. I think, yes, I think that's all of us. Yes, ma'am. How how things going on, on the home front with your, with your, with your family and your kiddos? True, every, everything's going well, you know, it's a, it's a great challenge, and I give thumbs up to teachers and all the above, because um trying to juggle, you know, your home work here with the kids, and as well as uh, your job is, is a little bit uh, difficult. It's a little bit difficult, and, and uh, it's something about it, uh, hard times bring out the best in people, and hopefully when all this is settled, people have learned a little bit more about themselves and we can move forward for here to stand. I agree with you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Now, look, um, you have uh, accomplished a lot of things in in your lifetime. Um, SWAC Hall of Fame, Prairie View Hall of Fame, and recently uh, with the SWAC Alumni Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and we do pay homage to the passing of uh, Roscoe Nance. Uh, but what was that experience like for you? Uh, knowing that you had gotten, uh, as they say, to the to the last group standing for that nomination. Oh, it, it was a great honor. And I just give thanks to everyone that really felt like I deserved that award. Um, it's just something that you just never know that's going to come across your table. Um, you know, at, at some point, you, you just never know that people actually have their eyes on you. And just to know that, you know, that that award came about, you know, was very exciting for me as well as my family. Absolutely. And uh, with that being said, a hearty congratulations on that. Now, uh, you've been in the role of the interim athletic director uh, for the past fiscal year. And I know it's ended abruptly uh, with the coronavirus and the havoc that it has caused across the nation. Well, really, I should say the world. Um, A, how does that impact you and and the duties that you have to fulfill as an athletic director emotionally and, and on the business side of things. Right. Well, you know that uh, right now we're all dealing with an unpredictable time. 
you know, due to the spread of the coronavirus and being able to cancel all sports, but being able just to manage, you know, everything that's going on, ensuring that all of our student-athletes are still, you know, able to receive everything that's here in the department, you know, and uh, just being able to reach out to them is, is really important. Um, there has been a great impact, especially for the spring sports um, uh, that have come about. But uh, one thing that I would like to say is that the NCAA, they're, they're really working hard just to ensure that, you know, they're able to support the spring sports and the student-athletes. Absolutely. And speaking of the NCAA, uh, they just released their financial uh, windfall that's usually distributed amongst the universities and is substantially low, $250 million out of projected 600 to $650 million. How does that affect the moving forward when it comes to budgeting for athletics at Prairie View? Well, you know, that's something that all institutions are definitely going to have to uh, to balance out because, you know, that's a big chunk of, you know, the future of the budget and being able to understand how that's going to balance out, especially bringing back some of the um, student athletes that, uh, that are able to provide their, their senior year back. You know, it's going to be a challenge to, I, I would say, all universities across the nation. Okay, and with that, and maybe you can help me get some clarity or those who are listening get some clarity. Uh, We know that we as HBCUs, FCS programs, we get the scraps after the big programs have done and devoured whatever money there is available. How does this change the approach that we as institutions need to do as far as fundraising, gathering resources? I know we're we're blessed to be in a budget system that we don't have as many challenges as other ones. But how does that uh, change the approach on how we would have to raise funding? Uh, just pretty much reaching out to our alums, our family, friends, and uh, just to support our student-athletes, it, it's very important. Um, fundraising is very important just across the board, not only for athletics, but for every institution itself. And, I mean, with the great alums that we have that's given to the university, the university is able to share those fundings with all the departments across the uh, campus. Okay. Now, when it comes to athletics, um, is is there a certain... Uh, criteria as far as uh, what would need to be to raise additional funding through athletics to help support its endeavor? I know what the university gets across the board, but more precise, I guess, for athletics to survive. Well, when when you say precise, are you speaking in terms of just the scholarship dollars that were needed to be fully funded or just the overall budget that you're speaking in terms of as far as being able to compensate what we will be, what we're going to lose out from the NCAA? Well, both of them, if you could, because I know um, that there have been uh, rumblings that certain uh, programs were uh, underfunded prior to this. And I guess that's part of the uh, to-do list of uh, which ones actually were and how we could possibly help get them up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And first, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the fundraising. You know, it's going to be definitely a challenge with, you know, with what's going on right now. Um, and I'll just pretty much speak about our sponsorships right now that, you know, we've been reaching out to them even during this time. And, you know, there's just not been a lot of companies that have just been able to definitely commit to uh, being able to, um, 
you know, support the program right now because they really don't know where they're staying because their company's closed at this time. And just being able to reach out to everyone that's able to support. Of course, we have our Purple and Gold Fund online right now. That if anyone would like to donate toward that, that's pretty much going to support our student-athletes with their schooling and anything else that they actually need. We're speaking right now with Coach Alicia Pete, and I'm sorry for calling you Coach, Athletic Director, Interim Athletic Director Alicia Pete uh, with Prairie View A&M University. And um, I, I believe in going straight to the source, and, and that's why I'm so glad that we were able to get together on this. Um, when we talk about uh, programs that were currently prior to the corona devastation that's hit across the world, um, where were we as an institution as far as each uh, sport being fully funded. How close were we on whichever ones were or were not? Of course, you know, men and women's basketball, all our revenue sports are pretty much fully funded. And as we look across the board, of course, we have 18 sports. And if you can calculate that, Mr. Prince says like 15 of the sports that, that are actually not fully funded. When I say fully funded, I'm speaking in terms of scholarships that our coaches are needing to be able to compete with the other schools that are fully funded uh, across the board within the conference. Of course, our coaches are doing a great job. They're able to package, you know, their their scholarships and academic money. And, you know, we actually are able to compete within the conference because right now, if I understood correctly, uh, we're actually leading the conference with the Commissioner's Cup. So just being able to be fully funded, and I know that our alums love to win. I know they love to have championships, but just the support of being able to assist with, with the scholarship in will definitely be appreciated, especially by our coaches. Okay, I know you just brought up the Commissioner Cup. I'll get back to that in just a second. Um, if, if you... Know right off the top of your head, I don't know if you, you have to research it or whatnot, are you uh, able to, like, say what the allotment is for school scholarships and where we are each team-wise? Uh, I would say, I'll use volleyball for an example. You know, her fully uh, across the board, and we would have to probably break each sport down into details, but, like, for volleyball, she's, she's probably at maybe nine right now, but to be fully funded is, is uh, exactly uh, 12 student-athletes. Okay. And um, the rest of the sports that you are aware of? Yes, yeah, so I would just say, like for golf, um, golf actually, I think it's about six, but they're probably at three as we speak. I would say softball, uh, I'm not for sure about softball at this point because I don't have the budget in front of me. But I mean, it just. It just kind of goes down throughout the whole sport. Okay, so when we're not fully funded, uh, I guess for a percentile for the listeners that understand, um, what percentage would you say, like of with foot with volleyball, if it was nine out of three, I'm going to say that's around what a 75, 80 percent funding compared to what mm -hmm. is allowed. Right. Okay. And I would probably say the overall program is probably maybe about sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent. Would that hold true for the other uh, uh, programs, other than the you know the financial supported ones that you know generate the incomes? Would that be across the board, or would it be a high low in between? It's a higher level in between. Okay. Now this is falling back on uh, what you just stated earlier about. Uh, the funding opportunities and how people can earmark certain funds to go toward uh, the athletic department as a whole or a, a precise sport that that person may be interested in, correct? Yes, that's correct. It's oh. pretty much for the overall program. Okay, for the overall program. Now, you just made mention of the Commissioner's Cup. Um, uh, ideally, uh, as a 
Division One program, we need 14 sports to be eligible. And some are more fortunate. We, in case we have 18, and I believe it's Jackson and Alabama State that has 18. Others fall in that 14 to 16 range. And and with that, do you think it's time that we reevaluate categories as far as making it an even playing field to determine who gets like a category A and a category B determined on the sports that they offer? Uh, I think that we're pretty good with where we stand. Um, being able to just um, fall back into the category of the other schools that do not have the 18 score, uh, sports, I think it'll definitely hurt our program as well as our student-athletes. Okay, because I know some um, institutions across the country um, have evaluated possibly eliminating some sports and even doing away with sports as a whole. I couldn't imagine that on the heel. But with mm-hmm. everything that's coming down the road, does it look like there might have to be an adjustment uh, toward Prairie View Athletics as a whole with all 18 sports involved? Um, well, I, I think just being able to continue to be supported through the university, through our alumni fans, I think that um, we'll probably have to revisit if that's something that, you know, comes down the road. But as of now, I think that just the support is probably what we definitely need right now. Okay, okay. We're talking with Alicia Pete after. Interim Athletic Director Alicia Pete uh, with the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. Uh, tough times on the heel, tough times across the nation, tough times across the world. And talking about that, that life has to continue to go on with the normalities of what will be coming down the road as far as athletics. And when I say all that, the football times have been released uh, as late as yesterday as far as the home games and uh, I guess my first question how do you determine what times do you play is there a certain formulation or just you know let's do it this time that time or you know just explain that process if you could of course we just kind of look at the overall date and time of you know uh, the, the team that we're playing just to make sure that we're managing all areas because there's a lot of events that take place at the institution with other organizations and other things that's going on so we do keep that in consideration because we want to make sure that we balance out the times and everything with the institution as well so we do keep that in consideration okay now i just got one request i don't know if it's too late or if the dates were uh, or the times i should say were etched in stone is there a possibility to reconsider playing southern at six instead of three just because what they bring to the table and that's almost like a homecoming atmosphere uh, that's something that we can probably discuss with our head football coach. But I know that was a designated time that he required to play Southern at three o'clock. Oh no, no, no! I, and just you know, not pushing the envelope, but I just think with what they bring, they travel well. It would be a good uh, uh, ticket day and revenue day. <laughs> for, and right, we all right. need the revenue, right? I, yeah, I, I agree with you. But you know, tra- you know, Southern's going to travel the day before, so they're going to be there, ready to set up. And you know, we're challenging all of our alumni to be able to be there and you know, take pride and do whatever we have to do to just kind of offset Southern. But you know, they'll be there another day before, so I don't think that time would definitely affect Southern. No, 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 not not affect. But the the, the longer the the later the game starts the more potential revenue that could be made, whether it's through vendors, parking, and whatever mm-hmm. atmosphere is going on. And and bringing that up, are there any contingency plans with crowd control uh, that are being discussed right now for whenever things, quote, unquote, come back to normal, whatever normal is? Well, as far as crowd control, I think that we pretty much have our uh, University Police Department that's going to be definitely there. 
And, of course, we have game day meetings, and everybody will probably just make sure that they're in a position where they need to be. Uh, I think that we'll be okay. I pretty much know that we will. Um, we pretty much had great crowd control for um, for homecoming. And I think we will, as you mentioned, kind of treat this like a homecoming. So I think the crowd control will be very good. Well, no, and, and forgive me if I didn't explain myself. When I'm talking about crowd control, you know, everybody's practicing this social safety zone. You know, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that would impact how many would be allowed to come to a game setting, you know, depending on the six-foot buffer zone? Is that- Well, I think we just, yeah, I think we just have to kind of wait and just kind of filter everything out, you know, just to make sure that everything balanced out with this coronavirus going on. But uh, I think that we that's just one thing that we just got to play out. No, no. And I understand that. That's why I was asking, were there any contingency plans in the event this happens and they put restrictions? I know we have a 15,000 capacity stadium and whatever the formula would be that equates to that six foot zone and they reduce it, let's say, to 50 percent of what you would normally be able to take in. Would that be um, a, a plan in place for that in the event that comes down? Yes, well, of course, the plan will be the first 15K that arrives there. <laughs> we'll be able to enter into the <laughs> entire stadium. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's a good answer. Good answer. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. Yes, we're encouraging everyone to kind of get there early, you know, that that way everyone could be set in place. Okay. Okay. Now, with, with all that being said, and um, you, you've been at the seat. And in, in the in the belly of the beast for uh, quite some time now, and I know that uh, tough times, great times, and none of us have ever seen a time such as that we're experiencing right now. When you look at it across the board, what have you learned about yourself throughout this ordeal? Just just being able to be prepared for anything in life that may come your way. You know, you have to have a plan put in place. You have to be prepared. You have to have your your faculty, staff, and everyone there, uh, there to support, you know, whatever's going on within yourself and with, with whatever's going on within the department. I mean, you just have to be prepared. Just I mean, No one ever thought that this was going to come about. Um, we can imagine, but, you know, who's to say that it was going to affect the nationwide? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like a wildfire right now. And oh, I, you're I, right. I have my... Uh, my thoughts on that, but this is not the time nor the place for that. But it is definitely among us. And uh, as it was told, get your house in order, Hezekiah, mm-hmm. because uh, soon and very soon we're going to see the king. But that, you know, <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> message. That's a whole nother message. Talking right now mm-hmm. with interim director Alicia Pete. Prairie View A&M University. Now, there's no secret that the uh, portal uh, for the athletic director search has uh, come to a conclusion. And I would be remiss if I did not ask, did you put your name officially in the hat? I did. Okay. And uh, with that being said, um, how do you feel, as they say, about the outcome of what the end shall be whenever that decision is made? Well, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, I definitely want the uh, leader, which is Ruth uh, Simmons, to make the right decision. If it's for me to have this position or if it's for me not to have this position, you know, I will stand by her side and just follow her lead. She's been very supportive. She's been a great leader for myself. And uh, just overall, you know, the universe will make, a you know, the right decision.
Okay. Now, you just said how she's been a, an inspiration and influence on you. Are you at liberty to share what have you learned since being under her leadership? Uh, I'll probably say we can discuss that another day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, are you going you going you going to uh, pull the veil up on me now? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'll wait for that, but she she's been very supportive as far as myself and you know, just a leadership role and strategic planning and things like that. So she she's been a great person to myself. Okay. So in the event, let's go let's go into the future. And uh, they said, dun da 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 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Panthers and Pantherettes, your new athletic director with the interim tag removed, Alicia Pete. What would be your first hundred days? of order of business. But I'm sorry, what would be my first what? Hundred days order of business. Just to ensure that our student athletes are provide are provided with what they need. You know, starting with academics. You know, that's what I'm hollering as of now. Uh, I would definitely want to make sure that they're graduating on time, making sure our APR is up to par, making sure that, you know, we provide everything that they need. And this is what you know, we all need to understand that the athletics department, oh, yes, yes, it's okay, it's fine, it's uh, going to the football game and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, it's all about ensuring that our student-athletes are receiving what they need academic-wise. So that's that, that's one of the main focuses that I would focus on. And secondly, would be more fundraising. You know, just ensuring that, you know, the department is able to manage its own versus having to reach out to the university saying that we need this and we need that. So... Those are the two main things that I will focus on. Okay. Now, when you when you bring up the fundraising, um, it, is that probably the most challenging piece of being an athletic director is the fundraising part? I would say no. I said it's not. The challenging part is just to ensure that we support our student athletes, making sure that everything is put in place, as I mentioned, as far as academic-wise. But fundraising, I don't think there will be a challenge. What you do is you just have to get – you know, more alumni involved, you have to get a great support team around you to be able to fundraise. And uh, that being said, um, I would love to just hire someone in that position as a fundraiser versus just trying to do it all yourself or having your staff members, you know, do that underneath your umbrella. Okay. Now, when, when you say hire an individual, just create, uh, would that be in the, that realm of one of the associate directors? Everybody gets a director's position nowadays, so I get confused. So would that be under that umbrella of an associate director under your under your uh, cabinet? It it will be. Yes, you're correct. Okay, and so um, so would most of the fundraising be required through that individual, or or is that something that? You would say you all handle it and just report to me, or do you go kind of rub elbows together? We're not elbows. We're, we're definitely, yeah, we definitely have to rub elbows together just to sure that we're doing, you know, we're making the right decisions, making sure the package is put together, um, and just just being able to share ideas with each other in the direction that you want to go. Okay, uh, without uh, as I say, revealing your full hand. Uh, do you have some fundraising ideas in place? And if so, not in detail with how many and how soon would they be ready to go if once appointed? Yes, I definitely have some things already set up. But uh, as mentioned, you know, um, regardless of not if I'm AD or if I'm not AD, you know, those those ideas will definitely be shared with the uh, AD, the current AD, present AD, or myself or whomever it may be, because I'm here to support Prairie View. I'm not here to be selfish or anything like that. I'm here to su- support the overall pr- uh, 
program here at Prairie View. Okay, okay. So that, that, that's I say they're ready to hit the ground running. And and with that, let me ask this question, uh, uh, Coach Pete. And forgive me, I've been it's, I've been knowing you for such a long time. So I'm, that's fine. I'm, I, I, coach will never, <laughs> Coach will never leave my umbrella. <laughs> right. I don't I don't want you to think I'm being disrespectful and everything, nothing like that. But um, in in all fairness, if you were to go um, across the gamut, across the gamut uh, from let's just say the 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 FCS circuit. And we talk about fundraising all the time. How many athletic directors do you think have have to really focus on fundraising? Well, if um, if everyone sit down and do the research, such as myself, only seven percent of athletic directors have actually fundraised. Seven percent. Seven percent. Seven percent of athletic directors. Now, what they do, they have people underneath them. Uh, if it's the social AD, the deputy AD, or whomever it may be, those are the people that actually go out there to fundraise. Now, I'm sure that a lot, a lot of athletic directors may run into, you know, big people or different people, different companies and things like that, and they may share their vision, of course, and that, that'll start to talk about as far as being able to, uh, you know, sponsorships, being able to support the program, things like that. The seven percent of athletic directors actually fundraise. That, that seems to me, you know, like a... A low number. So if I'm understanding correctly, if I'm understanding correctly, out of 100 athletic directors, only seven of them would actually be focused on uh, fundraising? Exactly. But just keep in mind that the athletic directors probably would not be the one to, uh, you know, do the uh, fundraising. It's more their staff that's underneath them. Okay. But... But so so let's go. Let's just keep it at home. I'm just saying I'm trying to get as I say, and all I get and get an understanding. If 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 Dr. Simmons says, OK, um, I don't need you focusing on fundraising, do whatever else needs to be done. Just make sure your team is handling is what I'm hearing. Well, that won't come from from me. You know, I'm more hands-on. Okay. <laughs> that's just me. I'm more hands-on. So that's not something that you have to worry about when it comes to myself. But, you know, every athletic director runs their program a little bit different. No, no, no. I understand. So, that. you know. I understand. Mm-hmm. Right, what right, I'm right. Saying, well, What I'm saying is if uh, from just 100 presidents across the gamut, and, and I'm focused on the FCS because FBS is mad money, and I could possibly see that on their level. But on our level, FCS level, you still think that's only 7%? Uh, I can't speak of the FCS, but I just know when I was reading, uh, looking uh, through um, and researching, I did see that 7% as far as athletic directors. And I didn't break down, you know, the conferences or FCS or anything like that. So I really would be out of line kind of speaking on just the FCS. Right, because and, and just from the natural order of the way the money flows, and we know it dries up by the time it gets to us, it's running wild, and by the time it gets down to our level, it's drips. So I think I would think that logically that would mean there would be more credence on our athletic directors having to beat those bushes and turn up whatever they can other than 7% of them in those positions on our level. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. This was nationwide with the 7%. Okay, okay. Um, uh, well, look, we'll talk off, off the, uh, after this is over with it because I'd love to follow that up on that report because um, that, that seemed um, odd. I can see 7% of the Power Five. Like I say, when they got 
fifty million dollar television <laughs> deals, <laughs> you right. know, and and we're, we're we're fighting for fifty thousand dollars across the whole conference. Uh, you know, I'm like, wait, wait a minuet, because now they're they're really panicking. And they've been griping with the uh, NCAA, with the distributions and everything. But it is what it is. And all I've been saying was, welcome to our world. Now you have to be creative. You know, just let's mm-hmm. say just add water and stretch it out. So <laughs> that, that's what they have to do. But uh, we'll we'll get into that uh, after that. Now, everybody has a, a wish list. And especially you, you let it be known that, hey, you put your name in the hat. Do you have your dream team in place? And you don't have to give no names. You don't have to give no names. Do you have your dream teams in place for uh, when the announcement and if the announcement is made that you have been the chosen one? Uh, uh, yes, most definitely. And and as you mentioned, I probably won't release my dream team as of yes, but as of yet, but. Yes, I do have people put in place. Okay. Now, this one is probably going to seem a a bit uh, challenge question, but I have to ask it. You know, it's part of what I do. But do, I, do I have to answer it, though? Uh, well, no, no. <laughs> you, you know what? You can plead the fifth. You can plead the fifth. Okay. I have no problem with that. But coming from you saying I have to ask. No, no. Now, I, look, I come in peace. I got my white flag and everything. I'm waving my white okay. flag. No, okay. we. you've been entrenched in, in the fine but purview athletics uh, for uh, quite some time. I'm not going to tell the age, the age because then I'm telling on both of us. But <laughs> what to, to shut down your critics, because we all have fans, we all have critics. What would you say to your critics to, to, to silence the lamb, if you would, that you would be the right person for the position? Being able to give a female a chance will be the ultimate uh, statement for me. Um, I know there's always been a man's world. Uh, I've always worked under men, which are great men, but just being able to give a female a chance. Uh, I know I'm a little bit quiet, and I probably say to myself, and I get the job done, but, you know, it'll be a different me uh, if I am chosen that right person. I know a lot of people say you're just so quiet. You know, we don't hear much from you. Of course, when you have your boss in place, you know, your boss should be the one that's kind of sending out and speaking up and doing things like that. You know, you don't want to speak over them. But at the end of the day, you know, just being able to have more uh, girl power in the nation would be something that I would probably say we need to kind of start focusing on. So what would be the response to your critics to say that with you being in the interim position that you've been given that opportunity to exude on your girl power? Uh, just with the experience that I have from a student athlete, administrator, um, coach, I think that, that that pretty much tells it all. I mean, I've been in position for a couple of years, as you've mentioned, centuries, almost decades, but uh, I've been here for a while. <laughs> you said so that. I didn't athletics, say that. Right, right, that. right. You're right. <laughs> so athletics is really nothing new to you. I mean, I've touched the finance part, the budget part, recruiting part, student athletes. So I've pretty much touched every part in athletics. Right. And so, like I said, what the original question that I asked was then, what would you say to people who say that you have been given that opportunity being in the interim what would be the difference between being the interim and being the actual athletic director uh, i think just being being able to focus more on athletics right now because right now i'm just spread it out because i don't have anyone underneath me so being able to be the athletic director i'll be able to go out there and focus more on reaching out to alums sponsorships and things like that 
Okay, okay. Well, look, uh, you have been, as they say, a stand-up interview on today, as always. I just, for whatever reason, uh, you, you, you have been very elusive. And maybe you say because I've been you're afraid what I would ask. I wouldn't ask anything that I wouldn't ask anybody else at any given time. Right. I think and and I'm comfortable with your questions, Mike. You don't have to worry about that. You know, we've been around each other for a while, so I'm comfortable with your questions that you've asked me. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and look, I'm, and it's not my job to make anyone feel uncomfortable, but you do know that I have inquiry mind, I have inquiry listeners, and I have inquiry people that listen to the show. Um, some may listen for different reasons, but they do listen. And I just mm-hmm. I just ask what others whisper or what has been asked to ask me if ever given the opportunity. And I thank you for uh, making yourself available. And at this time, I want to give you some closing thoughts and comments that you'd like to share with our listeners. Um. Pretty much just continue to uh, support the athletic the programs, regardless of not who's in, <clears throat> who's in that leadership position, just being able to support their overall program. And that's it? That's it. That's oh. all we need. We just need the support from our family, friends, alums. Just We just want that support. And that support may not might be just giving all the time. It's just being able to be there at the games. You know, our student athletes, and I was one student athlete as well as yourself, we love to see people in the stands. That makes us perform better. So just been able to support their overall program. Yes, ma'am. I think we su- support in season, out of season, uh, off the field and on the field because uh, only, you know, the, the as they say, we, iron sharpens iron. And when the dust settles, we should be on the same side, uh, regardless of what year you came on the hill, regardless of what sports you played, what your major was. It should be. Uh, all for one, all for Prairie View. I do have, I do have, I forgot, and forgive me for this. You know, I'm getting old, you know, and, and my mind slips. Could you? I think we're just getting wise. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it is. We're getting better. Okay, well, we're getting better. That's right. And, that's and, right. and forgive me, I know we were just about to conclude, but, you know, that's what life is about. I had an oh yeah moment. Could you please bring to light about the Prairie View A&M University color scheme when it comes to athletics and the university. You say color theme? The color theme, color scheme. How is it that we've transitioned from the gold that we have to the gold that we once had? And could you please explain that process for the listeners? Well, it just depends on, yes, and I've uh, had that question asked me at times. And, you know, we don't change the color themes whatsoever. It just depends on what, you know, the contractor that we have. So, say, for example, uh, Adidas. Adidas may not have the true Vegas gold that we like or the true um, Vegas, uh, Collegian Vegas. But a lot of um, vendors that we have do not have those or provide those colors in all uniforms um, whatsoever. So, at some point, you know, we definitely have to. Some people say that we're gold. Some people say we're hot gold. So, I don't know what's really out there, but, you know, we are, we can only order what we're able to, to order within our vendor. Okay. And, 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 and I'm asking this question, all corn, mm-hmm. they're able to get the gold that mm-hmm. I think many of us are desiring. Why can't we mm-hmm. use what other orders that they use? Cause they have the same vendors that we've had. They've had Russell and now Adidas. What's the difference right, between right. them ordering the gold and we're ordering that same gold? 
So I know this is my interview, but I'm going to ask you this question. Is Alcorn with Adidas? Yes, they are. Okay. So it just depends on, I guess, the the color theme that they have. And I think that a lot of their, school, a lot of their sports may not be that same gold. So say, for example, football. If football decides to go with the collegiate Vegas gold, then they're probably just going to go with the sport of just football. But across the board, I, I have not noticed, and you may have to excuse me, and I probably should have played the fifth on this, but I have not actually <laughs> looked into <laughs> to all corn to see why their color is gold and they're using that Vegas gold. I have no idea. But I know that, uh, you know, when our equipment person tries to order certain things, we're out of it or we don't have it. So we don't want to have maybe a, a football team with a certain color and then the volleyball team with a different color and track with a different color. So we just try to stay uniform across the board. Okay, and, and 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 I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Don't you think that kind of has a psychological effect on alum, in particular older alum, when they see that their colors have been changed? Because I I put that in comparison to changing the founding year date, changing mm-hmm. the theme. Prairie View produces productive people. Changing mm-hmm. the location of the university is very significant. Uh, to the true identity of what the university should be representing. And I'm just asking that question. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I understand, you know, I'm an old alum, and I'll say old or wild alum, and, you know, <laughs> I definitely love our colors that we had worn back then, but we still wore the gold because I have a framed uniform that I'm looking at that was a gold, and it wasn't the Vegas gold that or the collegiate gold that we, that we love. But, you know, I don't think that the athletics department is actually changing uh, the color. You know, whatever's provided, that's what we're actually ordering. If we can go across the board with every sport, uh, we're willing to do that. But just keep in mind that once you order a uniform, uh, Mr. Prince, once you order a uniform, then if that uniform comes available in that Vegas go, then we're talking about uh, replacing all uniforms again. No, I, I, and we're have, talking no about, I have no right, problem right. with that because we have to replace mm-hmm. them to get to where we are. So we right, might as right, well right. replace them to get them back where they should have been. And and mm-hmm. I just think that if we if we really, really uh, it's a simple task and it might seem right. very minute. But as you stated, we're, we were athletes that we wore that gold. And I can remember wearing the Vegas mm-hmm. gold, old gold, whatever you want to call it. And, mm-hmm. and, and when we out there representing the university across the country mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just see it. Uh, kind of pull from underneath you um, mm-hmm. that that's that's a psychological uh, disadvantage when we're talking about getting fundraising and going back because it mm-hmm. all kind of mm-hmm. lays on top of each other. Right, right, right. And believe me, and I'll start with football. I definitely know that he's looked into, you know, designing uniforms with that old gold, Vegas gold, you know. We want to do that. But if you look at the overall picture, if those are not available, those colors are not available for us. And, you know, just, you know, we just don't want to have a Vegas gold here. And then we don't want to have a, a gold here or yellow gold here, you know, whatever, you know, we're calling the colors. You know, we just want to stay uniformed across the board. If you look at the institution overall, you know, everyone's using that same color, not the Vegas gold. We're not in athletics, and I want to make that clear. We're not trying to change the color whatsoever. If we can go back to the old gold, the old Vegas gold, or whatever it may be, you know, that will be our intent. But we just have to make sure that the vendor that we have is able to provide that same color for all sports across the, um, the, the athletic department. Okay, well, I know that Alcorn uses Adidas, and I okay. know that we use Adidas. 
Mm-hmm. And the order scheme that Alcorn uses, of, mm-hmm. let's see here, uh, for purple, it's order number 269. Mm-hmm. And for gold, it's order number 131C. Mm-hmm. And I know those would be the the color schemes that line up and bring back the true identity mm-hmm. of what Prairie View A&M University Athletics should be looking like across the board. Mm-hmm. And they ordered mm-hmm. those, those, order those same numbers across the board. 269 right. for the purple, 131C for the gold. And I personally, you, you almost would hear me as a church mouse, and we can get back to that, mm-hmm. because that, that truly... And it might not mean anything to anyone else, but I've spoken with enough alum. I've spoken with uh, the with people within the upper echelon cabinets. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and that color is a huge, huge thing. And I think it's the easiest thing that we could get addressed to help everybody start having a kumbaya moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just keep in mind, sometimes when you custom order uniforms, they may not have that color in the custom uniform. And if they if they do, they'll probably mention to us as they have done within the last couple of years that it's on back order. And back order could be the following year. So at some point, you know, definitely have to order, you know, what's available. But you know, across the board in athletics, you know, our ultimate goal few years ago was to get back to that Vegas gold. Mm-hmm. Um that just wasn't was not available, especially with the custom orders. Okay. Well I, I'm pretty sure that there is a lot of time right now with Sister Corona doing her thing. And, <laughs> and, and if we could anyhow get back to that. But we're about to go into a whole nother interview. And I don't want to do that. You've been gracious enough. Right, right, right. You know, and, and I really, really want to thank you for making yourself available. Uh, athletic Interim Athletic Director Alicia Pete from Prairie View A&M University. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this exclusive interview on today. And as always, remember to follow us on our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our website is obnradio.com. And our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-673. Three, six. I've got to go. My time is far spent. But until the next time, you guys be blessed and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.